This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 32, Mulan, Yodeling Hun. We already have a title that had yodeling in it before. No. Okay, just checking. This podcast is brought to you by Amazon.com. Amazon is the internet's leading provider of everything, essentially. If you need to buy anything online, go to Amazon. They typically, you can join Amazon Prime and get free shipping. They really have the best prices for every niche need that you have, especially if you're into animation. You can find different animated movies. You can find the art and making of animation books. Really, really good stuff on Amazon.com. And hey, it's the easiest way to support the show. So just go over to our Amazon.com affiliate link. Go to therotoscopers.com slash Amazon and just do all your shopping needs from there. We really appreciate anyone who supports the podcast in this way. And hey, you don't have to spend anything else. So thank you so much for those of you who have been supporting the show. It really, really helped us in January to cover all of our costs. Hey, that's a good thing, right? Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers. Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and everything in between. I'm your host, Mason Smith, and I'm here with Chelsea Robson and Morgan Stradling. Hi! As always, you're my loyal shipmates. Oh, yes. We're embarking on... We are at your command. <laughs> We're embarking at yet another, yet another animated voyage. <laughs> They're probably going to be like, oh, great, Treasure Planet. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> that would be sweet. That's on Netflix now. Of course it is. All the B, C, great. Like Pokemon is too. <laughs> I know, right? They promised us all these cool Disney films on Netflix, and it's like, <laughs> we know how much you love Pocahontas 2. <laughs> no, what no, about no, Pocahontas no. 1? Better, no, Pocahontas 1 is on there, but better oh, it yet is... is Santa Paws and Santa Paws 2. Oh, yes. Oh, those is that, are, re- is that related to, Yeah, is that related to Santa Buddies? Yes, yes. Those yeah. are the Santa Buddies. Okay, so Santa Buddies is where they, like, clone Santa Paws. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've just seen No, it's just... Yeah, right, Morgan. You said, Santa- that you, got, you said you totally watched them. No, no. I did. <laughs> she made me watch them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, here you go, Chelsea. You want something to watch, to review? Here you go. <laughs> Thanks <What>? a lot. <laughs> we give Chelsea all the all the hard reviews. Yeah. <laughs> the deepest of the movies. <laughs> that was just the hardest to get through. Like, no. You know, it's the, the worst of the worst when Marissa walks in and she's like, oh, awesome. You're like, no, no, no. It's the best when my dad even walks in. And he's like, this is Disney? Crap. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, well, Disney has this, like, you know, crap area. Well, I mean, to be fair, they have their demographic that they're looking for. Five to eight years old. Who love puppies. <laughs> this is what you give me to work with. Well, honey, I've seen worse. 
We're gonna turn this sow's ear into a silk purse. Okay, so for our nerdy couch discussion today, is everyone prepared? I am. Do you have your couches? Yes. Do you have your beanbags? No. Do you have your popcorn? Yes. Do you have your big... <laughs> Do you have your super squishies? What is your that? what? Oh! Simpsons quote Chelsea. Oh! Definitely no. <laughs> You're kicked Made out of the nerdy no. couch club. Made entirely out of syrup is what you should have added. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I came across this because as I was researching Mulan, I came across Mulan's new 2013 redesign. Apparently Disney, they have redone the princesses as they feel the need to do. The princesses weren't good, you know, the way they were. And of course they needed makeovers in a very princessy fashion. So they redesigned them and there's been sort of a bit of a hullabaloo about them, specific princesses, um, especially with Mulan. So when I was looking at Mulan, there, she clearly has blue eyes, like blue-gray eyes in this one picture. And people were freaking out. They said so they've been whitewashing the princesses. Um, for example, Jasmine has a lot lighter skin. Um, all of Pocahontas' facial features have changed. Like, her yeah. nose is more Anglo. And, like, she lost, like, the really pretty Glen Keane Native American features that define yeah. her. Um same, you know, and uh, yeah, so those were kind of the three main ones. Tiana stayed the same, but yeah, so there's this issue of whitewashing the princesses and then, of course, redesigning them. So did you guys get a chance to look at these? I looked at them and I wasn't a fan. I don't Mulan's think- not even a princess. Oh, don't even get into that. <laughs> we're not going there right now. No, it's true. But yeah, those are definitely blue-gray. Yeah. But the thing is, if you go back to the website today, They've been changed back to brown. Like really? I think people really. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Mulan's eyes are dark. Yeah. So there was a period where Disney tried to get away with it, and people were like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." But Mulan doesn't even look like Mulan. Like, uh, no. Yeah, I don't. I've I've never been a, a fan of when they do these redesigns, especially like oh, don't <laughs> just the example that I always come back to is the Anastasia DVD cover. Like, <laughs> gross. Ew. I love her. I love Mulan's uh, synopsis. When her country needs it most, she disguises herself as a man and goes <laughs> off to fight. It's like, this is a regular thing for her. <laughs> my country needs me. This is, this is Mulan. Get on my when, mail gear. This is Mulan. When, when China's in danger, she cross-dresses. <laughs> oh, great granddaughter. What's a cross-dresser? <laughs> That's weird. It's like this weird... It's this weird thing. <laughs> They're, like, alluding to her job as a Disney princess. <laughs> no, Are you it, reading this? Uh, no, but should I? You need to, yeah, it says, meet Mulan. When her country needs it most, she disguises herself as a man and goes off to fight. Oh, she looks gross there. She looks completely different that's, in yeah, the, in the updated her. picture. She does. She's, she looks com- weird. Wait, so you have the, you have the old, oh, yeah. Not there good. is a there is a huge difference and between. Then they show clips down here of like from Mulan in the actual movie, and she it's like what? No, I'm not seeing any similarity. Like her eyes are a lot bigger in the movie, and they're very squinty here. And 
it's, it's not Mulan. What happened? Yeah. Like Mulan's second cousin. Yeah, look, look, like her chin is like super round. Her face is like a complete oval. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because they're trying to do, like, it looks like somebody just like cut and pasted a 3D rendering or something and just flattened it and put it on her on her head. Like, look at that round. No, I don't think so. Doesn't look like that to me. It just looks weird. It does look weird. Anyway, she has a lot of sparkles. No, my favorite is when they redesigned the Disney princesses a few years ago, and it was like the exact same poses, the exact same pictures, except for their dresses were just bedazzled. Yeah. And <laughs> tons of glitter and jewels. They're like, oh, rock on. <laughs> Someone married into money. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but let's click and look at these other ones. I want to see. Well, uh, here we go. Um, Pocahontas. Okay, oh, um, Pocahontas one, I don't like it all. Oh, uh, no. So there's this one reviewer, I guess we'll talk about her in a minute, but um, she was criticizing her jewelry. Boy, they really laid it on her. She, I like her jewelry, though. I'll give her that. No, I don't like this new jewelry. Like, Not look the at earrings. It. The earrings are just feathers with, like, these little strings with two beads. It's like a little uh, kindergarten project yeah. that you yeah. take home <laughs> to your mom. Mommy, look what I made. She'd be like, I'll just I'll just get this wash. Thanks, Carlotta. No, but I like the dress. So, yeah, I'm just like, that's cool. But, yeah. <laughs> just, I just get a kick out of Mulan's. <laughs> what is this? Is so, oh, what I oh another thing about these. Can I just say all the Disney princesses who sort of had a little curl to their hair, for example, Belle and especially Aurora. Like I don't know what happened to Aurora. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> she went to a bad beauty parlor because she has crazy curls. Yeah, it doesn't even look like her. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, she also has glitterified, but I, it's like. Oh, someone put a pair of rollers in your hair and like, because Aurora's hair, it's very long with a little wave and then the cute curls at the end. Right. You know, that's like the very 50s way to do your hair. Yeah. You know, let's, let's curl our hair at the ends. And this is like, someone went crazy with a flat iron and did flat iron curls and they're like, yeah. yeah. I like Aurora's uh, bio. Aurora is gentle and loving and is raised by three fairies. She lives in the forest where she meets the prince, her one true love. Like, who do they do they get someone foreign to someone who didn't have a real grasp on the, of of English on these web pages? She lived in the forest. Yeah, that's true. It's like they they put these women back in their time because based on this no. dress and the crown, she was not living in the forest no, no, during no. that period of her life. So it's like, oh yeah, she's just living in the forest in these giant gowns. I know exactly my wife. My wife say off. Off to the side, my wife saying, Mason, it's for little kids. <laughs> Give it up. Then we wouldn't have something nerdy to discuss. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, okay, I'm also noticing there's a, a, there's, a, there's a proportion thing going on here. Where? Well, look at Aurora's body. They shrunk, well, they, I mean, they, they, they shrunk her torso like they do with all the Disney princes. She's got the aerial treatment. Yeah, um, yeah. Big head, tiny body, and and <clears throat> the right volume. But um, <laughs> but Sleeping Beauty, and then they did that to the Mulan also, which was the most. Uh, never mind. But anyway, um, I thought Pocahontas was crazy. Like she was supposed to be like a- athletic and muscular, and she still kind she's of supposed is. Supposed to be an Amazon. But yeah, exactly. But now she has this like I've, I've heard this called the bubble head Disney syndrome, where it's like their heads bubble are head. just like so huge, so big. And then Cinderella. Yeah, she got like surgery or something because <laughs> they all... she was she was created in a time when Marilyn Monroe 
um, you know, was oh, wow. was the hottie, you know? Uh-huh. It was more of a full figure than, than, you know, tiny. Yeah. Not to mention, like, they've been doing this for years, but Cinderella's hair color, like, they're just, she's like a strawberry blonde. Yeah. But they've just assumed, decided, no, no, that's not cool. Uh-huh. You are blonde. And so she's very, very blonde in the pictures. Hey, you know, get with the times, apparently. Apparently, I don't get it, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's Cinderella's. Um, Cinderella's well, she's, hers is a little more current. She's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't allude to her still living in her, <laughs> in her horrible <laughs> conditions. It's, she still has her mice friends, you know? Yeah, of course. Can't forget those. How do you feel about Rapunzel? I mean, I know Rapunzel's been around for a while, but, I mean, they've had to turn her into a 2D model. Rapunzel, let's see. I, I mean, like I, I, I'm okay uh, She doesn't with look her. anything like she does in the movie. <laughs> her nose is too big. Rapunzel spends most of her life in a tower with her chameleon friend, Pascal, imagining the world outside. When she meets Flynn Rider, the two of them go on an adventure so she can finally live her dream. Boy, living your dreams is kind of kind of the theme here. Let's see. Her <laughs> actor. Rapunzel, <laughs> it's Rapunzel, like a dating site. <laughs> All right. So, final thoughts on this one. I don't like where it's going. <laughs> What's next? Oh, no. no bodies and just a head. <laughs> it's like floating heads. Hello. Like, okay, there's always going to be feminists, and there's always going to be you know people who um, you know circulate the whole racist theory of, on Disney, and this isn't helping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like let's just let's just generalize even more, you know, on these girls that are supposed to be you know unique and independent. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean Disney's going to do what they do. It's just funny that they what they that they do it still. <laughs> you know, I don't like that the fact that they've changed a lot of these face shapes and try to make them more, as some would say, American. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but then again, maybe I do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm still looking through some of these. I might come back later, play some of the games. <laughs> Tell us how it goes. I, I will. Well, I, my question is, is who is Disney? Who's the one that's okaying all these? You know, it's like the crusty face like, uh, of approval. <laughs> it's like, I like, it's like I like, out there like, what is this? I like Tiana's profile. It shows her in full princess uniform, and it shows her as a princess. And the first line is, Tiana dreams of opening her own restaurant. <laughs> Oh, well, you don't have to dream anymore. You're a princess. You can open as many restaurants as you want. <laughs> yeah, you can't show her as a barmaid. It's not cool. Not cool. It does not contribute to the fantasy. All right, guys. Let's go kick some honey buns. Citizens, I bring a proclamation from the Imperial City. The Huns have invaded China. One man from every family must serve in the Imperial Army. You shouldn't have to go. There are plenty of young men to fight for China. I will die doing what's right. But if you... I know my place. It is time you learned yours. Mulan is gone. What? You must go after her. She could be killed. If I reveal her, she will be. Prepare to fight. If we die, we die with honor. Save my father. The Huns are alive. They're in the city. You have to believe me. You don't belong here. Go home. You took away my victory. No. I did. The soldier from the mountains. 
So today we're not going to talk about Treasure Planet. <laughs> Although I kind of made it sound like it. But uh, it wouldn't be very cool if I did the the episode intro in like a Chinese voice, you know. Whoa. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. We would have a lot of offended people. But, you know, they don't get offended when Disney does it. Oh, of course not. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about a certain film. Its, it's official genre, according to Wikipedia, is an American animated comedy, drama, martial arts, musical film. <laughs> that sounds like someone went crazy with the SEO key terms. They're like, we got to get all these in here so when people search, yeah. they'll find us. We relate to all. <laughs> so um, th- this anime, you, c- you can guess what this American animated comedy, dr- comedy, drama, martial arts, musical film is. There's only one of them. And we're talking about Mulan, Disney's Mulan, which is one of my favorite films of all time as far as Disney goes. Oh, it's so good. Just a side note, I found the Spanish version of the songs on YouTube. <laughs> so if you want, you can listen to an American-made film about the Chinese spoken in Spanish. All it's right. the whole package. <laughs> it's the whole package. <laughs> it's all coming together. So Mulan was released June 19th, 1998. It's 90 minutes long. The directors are Tony Bancroft and Barry Cook. So I know people are like, okay, I've never really heard those guys before. Um, You know, I like to see, I like to look at movies and see, okay, where did these guys go? What did they do? You know, Tony Bancroft, I'm just going to give you a little update about him. He kind of, after Mulan, he went on to direct other things, some shorts, and then went over, it looks like he was working on some TV shows and not really much in the director thing this was kind of his biggest but barry cook later went on and he directed arthur christmas which came out in 2011 and he's also directing a movie called walking with dinosaurs 3d so he's kind of gone on and done other stuff since then uh but yeah these were kind of the highlights of these two guys career they may or may not agree with me but i really like this movie so job to them the budget of this movie not only was this movie 90 minutes $90 million budget, so $1 million per minute, essentially. But in the box office, it earned $304 million worldwide. I really love this film. Like, it's one of the films that I actually think about being like, hey, I really wish I had this on Blu-ray or, like, DVD so I could just, like, watch it whenever. Because it, to me, it's one of the funnest Disney animated films. It's got unique art styles. And, uh, you know, it's got action. It's got some good drama. You know, solid story, I guess. Um, the songs are really cool. There's not a single song on here that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, some films... You know, I still fast forward through um, the ro- romance song on Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, you know, like I'll the, do that one too. The, the three minute, the three minute yeah. dating period between when Robin Hood and Maid Marian decide they want to get married. Yeah, um, I always fast forward through it, but uh, but not in Mulan. Like I, I stay in the chair for the whole film, and it's got enough romance. And uh, and it's got it's really funny. Yes, this one like during Chelsea and I actually watched this one together. Yeah. And during the first minute, I told Chelsea I turned over. I'm like, this movie's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. I don't know if I've watched it too many times, but there's a reason why I've watched it so many times. Just because it has all those things, like you said. Um, yeah. Going with the songs, it is a little top heavy in the songs. I think there's only about four or five and they're all yep. in the very beginning and then after um i think a girl worth fighting for is essentially the last one it's like mm-hmm. all right now we're done with the songs let's get to the plot yeah, yeah so it, i mean barely yeah it, it's not a musical film it's not like little mermaid you know like last episode where we just talked about like a musical motif like weaving in and out of the dialogue and out of the story you know this is more of a kind of a chronicle kind of movie and the songs are you know are placed in but uh you know the, the film's 
semi-serious. Like, it's not as dark and serious as Tarzan. Yeah. And that's probably why they didn't have a lot of characters singing in that film. <laughs> but this one's still entertaining. And um, But you're right. Like, a lot of the songs are kind of in the first, you know, the first two-thirds of the film. There's only a couple things I don't like. One of them is the DVD cover. Have y'all, have y'all seen it? Yeah, yeah. This is another issue of Milan not looking like Milan. Yeah. Exactly. And what's up with DVD co- covers? You know, there's plenty of good. There's plenty of good posters. Just, um, just Google Mulan movie poster, and there's some really cool ones. It's like the dramatic one with like her on like a horse, and it's all like war horse. I like that one. That you was know? the CD cover. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a uh, the one of of her. It's very kind of traditional looking. She's like cutting her hair, and it's very dramatic, almost like Japanese horror kind of looking. <laughs> And then there's uh, there's cool ones with like she's got like the sword in front of her face and like one half is the soldier Mulan one half is well one half is Ping and one half is uh, you know girly Mulan. I don't get it. I I don't know what is wrong with DVD covers because this happens all the time. It's like mm-hmm. they can't get the the model right. They can't get they really can't. Mulan doesn't right. look like Mulan. It's like just one of those things with Disney. <laughs> Thou shalt make a horrible DVD cover. That's <laughs> <laughs> <is> true. <laughs> Yes, it's the, one of the animation laws of the universe. <laughs> yeah, <at least laughs> the TV cover yeah. must look happy. <laughs> so I really love the animation and the art style of this film specifically. No I kidding. feel like um, you know this was the end of the Renaissance, and it's just very angular in design, a bit like Hercules, a bit more. I definitely um, uh, I like it because it has a different aesthetic than the earlier Disney films, which were a lot softer and more, I guess anatomically correct in a way maybe not thinking of aurora's waist then maybe not (laughs) (laughs) but like it's very modern and it hasn't dated itself it's just a modern animated film with its design and i like it it's cool yeah you're right there in the early days of disney like everything kind of started to look the same Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and um but this is cool like this is super unique i've always wanted to like I mean, I know there's articles all over the place and, and, you know, opinion articles and stuff about this film. But I want to know what I want. China, China showed this film. You know, China only releases 10 American films a year in their country. Yeah, crazy. And this this was one of them. And there's nothing really offensive to to Eastern cultures in this film. Like if if anything, it tries to pay homage to it. Of course, there's the Westernization of some of the characters and, and, and the dialogue and stuff. To make it more interesting and to market to their target audience, you know, which you got to be realistic about that. But it's a beautiful film. Like everything's very Eastern. Everything's very. They made differences in their animation style specifically for this, you know, Eastern atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool. And uh, and then the use of color in this film is super beautiful. Like it's got really soft colors, lots of kind of watercolor and pastel kind of stuff. I'll talk about this later as we go through the film chronologically, but there's some good use of color that are simple but are effective. And that's really what you're going for a lot of the times in animation. Like you can go all out and waste a bunch of, and spend a bunch of money on spectacular stuff. But if you can't get something to read, then it's no good and, and getting something to read is all about simplicity. That's my animation lecture for the day. Oh thank you, Mason. Ah, oh you're welcome. Yeah, people yeah. people have been requesting Mason's Corner back again. Mason's animation lessons. My my animation workshops. Yeah, those were cool. People <laughs> liked them, so maybe we should throw them in. But thanks for our little snippet. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll sprinkle some some mini lessons in uh, during the film because I think it's important to talk about them in their context. I okay. guess. So Anywho. 
So let's start from the beginning. Act one. Intro where Mulan, we are introduced to her, and then she joins the army. Okay. What a cool intro. I love the intro because I love how they just followed, like, the ink marks. Uh-huh. And they just yeah. threw everything out. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. This was actually watercolors done on real rice paper. So Hello. Filmed. You know, because it's like, whoa, how do they do that? And, of course, if you <laughs> understand animation, you're like, duh, I know how they did that. But... <laughs> But I don't, nah. so me, I'm like, oh, that's cool, cool. So it was cool that they uh, kind of did the old school in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. But what a, what a dramatic couple of first sequences in this film. You start off with the, uh, let's see, the, it's the Great Wall, right? Mm-hmm. It's dark and scary. And then the Huns start invading, you know, and then the, the, cool, the coolest line ever, now all of China knows you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and he's like, perfect. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> No, I thought that was really cool how they introduced the Great Wall, which is probably the most recognizable part of um, China, and how it was used back then. I mean, may or may not be true to the time period or whatever. Definitely not ninja grappling hook proof. (laughs) No, not at all. Fact, people. But you know how they use the uh, the fire signals to create awareness and let them know he's here. And yeah, I really liked it. It's really fun. It's scary. It makes you really fear Shenyu at the very beginning. Like, man, this guy's serious business. It makes you fear him and hate his little hawk minion. <laughs> you know, this elevates him right up to Maleficent, because she's got the crow that ruins everything. Okay, did you guys see um, Dark Knight Rises? Yes. Yeah, okay, to me, finally. Let me know what you think. To me, Shen Yu is like the bane of the Disney villains. Because ah. he's huge. He's like this, like, he's drawn as this, like, hulking triangle of of Mongolian muscle. Part <laughs> my alliterations. <laughs> But he's also a military genius, you know. Yeah. He's when he's really fighting, cool. he always goes for he always goes for what will what will be strategically advantageous for him first. You know, he's like, "Oh, you think dragons are your ally? <laughs> you really adopted the dragon." <laughs> anyway, your precious doll, gratefully accepted. But anyway, um, and he has a thing for dolls, so he's like a so- he's got a soft side. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. He wants to kill children. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's very dun-dun-dun. Like, he's very dark. He's got yellow eyes. <laughs> yellow okay. eyes. Cocaine addict. <laughs> no, or, or he's just related to the bad kid on A Christmas Story. You know, the one who has yellow eyes. That's what I always think about. All the worst people have yellow eyes. Aw, um, so defend our listeners who have yellow eyes. Sorry. But think about this guy. He's strong enough to slice through a tree while he's on top of it. <laughs> but he's also smart enough to send, uh, to to kill all evidence of, of where he is, besides one. You know how they do that? The guys come in and they're like, ah, we have brought prisoners. And he's like, tell your emperor to yeah. send his finest troops. I'm waiting. And he's yeah. like, how many messengers does it take? And the guy's like, is that a joke? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Zing! Zing. But anyway, I ch- I'm just a big fan of Sean Yu. The, the nerd in me uh, appreciates him as a great villain. But the hawk is annoying. I'm glad it gets its due reward. <laughs> That's why I call Mongolian barbecue. <laughs> I oh, yeah. love Mulan. She's great. I love Mulan, too. She's like the typical Disney oddball. She's in a society, and um, for one reason or another, she's like running against it. Like she doesn't. She runs away because she wants to protect her father, but she also runs away because she doesn't want to... like. 
get into the whole like, hey, we're all going to become concubines because it's cool. That's like the <laughs> that's trendy right now in China. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I so I was reading kind of about the original story of Mulan, and originally oh, yeah. Mulan she goes to she doesn't she has no intentions of leaving to save her father. That story was added in by Disney. She leaves because she doesn't fit in with society, and she's sort of this tomboy who she just wants to get away from the society she's in, you know, yeah. because she doesn't fit in. It's not part of her world. So, uh, yeah, definitely different. They they made her, um, I think originally they were going to start using that, but it made her seem really selfish and self-centered. Like, So they're like, all right, let's throw in a little bit of empathy for Mulan. She loves her dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mulan's pretty, I mean, she's pretty virtuous. Like, she doesn't really have any major character flaws that, like, ruin everything for her, besides the fact that she lied, you know, the old, be true to your heart, be true to yourself <laughs> thing uh, that Disney has. Oh, yeah. That they can't seem to quit. Mm-mm. But it's an important lesson, folks. So, <laughs> so why? Yeah. So Mulan, uh, I like a, uh, I like the little dog, little, little brother. brother. <laughs> that character had so much potential. He's yeah. adorable. He's there twice, maybe three times. Yeah. You know, they never did anything with him. Was he in the sequel? I don't know. I don't remember. I only watched very small parts of the sequel, and I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> was I the only one who thought that his character design was? Completely different than anyone else. It in the was film. though. He no, was very like he was very like Lilo and Stitch. Like he yes. was very yeah, he's okay. very Emperor's New Groove kind of very. Well, yeah, I'm not quite sure why they choose to do that. Some characters have a completely well. All the all the animals style. in this all the animals in this film have personality. Even the chickens, True. you know. Besides True. the dog, the dog just has these tiny beady little eyes, uh-huh. and he's really dumb. Even <laughs> even the horse, I think his name is Khan, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, even Khan has personality. He's cute. He's a good horse. He's kind of, you know, I think Khan and Maximus would be good buddies. Ah, uh, they would. They both good. have a tude, you know. They both have the mm-hmm. attitude. Disney horses with attitude. Disney horses with attitude. Why don't they make a coffee book of Disney horses? That's been my that's been like my big idea for years, and no one's really. <laughs> so with Mulan, I she's very obviously to me. It's very obvious who her animator is, which is Mark Hen. Um, he has a very distinctive acting style and animation style. Like, for example, when I saw the very first trailer for The Princess and the Frog, I immediately knew Tiana was drawn by the same person who drew Mulan. Because to me, they moved and they acted exactly the same. It was so yeah. it was so weird. But yeah, so he definitely has his his mark. So he did he did a great job on Mulan. She definitely has a lot of uh, personality and quirkiness. Yeah, yeah, and we're introduced to a lot of other characters, and that's that's kind of the typical. Um, three-act Western story, you know, the, the first act, which we're in right now, they introduce all the characters, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there's really no new characters outside of this first act, besides, um, you know, a couple of Mulan's buddies in the army. I like all the characters. <laughs> the grandma's hilarious. <laughs> I should have prayed to the ancestors for luck. How lucky can they be? They're dead. <laughs> I like the irony there, because she's like the old, the old matriarch, but she has the most Western ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend any people, but um, but that's just how they did it. And uh, I think it's really funny because she's like the sassy old lady, you know? Yeah. Mulan's mom is completely yeah, submissive. Um, you know, so yeah, dad. Mulan's mom is very, you know, we'll have you washed and dried and conforming to societal pressures, <laughs> you know? Oh, the matchmaker. What a, what a beast of a woman. Folly, <laughs> oh, is your daughter here yet? Matchmaker is not a patient woman. <laughs> How do you get this job of being the matchmaker? 
like she is the most unappealing woman I have ever seen. <laughs> judging women on their that's how she got the that's job. That's called like, a, that's called dramatic irony. Come on, <laughs> she couldn't get anyone, so she's like, "Fine, I'm going to make you all suffer for the rest of your lives as well." <laughs> I know. This is where we get like the first song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first. This is the first song of the film, song. and I I like it. It weaves in and out of uh, the cool, like kind of funny, like hey. We're gonna we're gonna turn you into this like I can't say geisha because that's Japanese culture. No. Uh, we're gonna make you into this you know this pretty girl. But at the same time, Mulan's like I really don't want to mess this up, but I I just want to make my family happy. Mm-hmm. But I really don't want to do this. Yeah, it's it's sad because she really wants to do everything she can to make you know the family honor thing is huge. So she wants to impress, yeah, yeah, yeah. impress society and her family, but it's just it's not in her nature. Yet there's no other option or alternative for her. So that's kind of like her, her big internal structure. It's like, do I have to? Yes, I have to. I'm not very good at it. And the whole matchmaker fiasco is, you know, proof, proves it. I, of course, there's a little critter who gets in the way. And I love it. It's a fiasco. Like. <laughs> and it, it's caused by a critter. How do you take the teacup that has the cricket in it that will, that will surely cause a chain of reactions ending up with a lady on fire? Yeah. Um, <laughs> The foresight of Mulan. Um, how do you how do you be non awkward about it? You know, she's like, ah, oh, can I just uh, t- um, take that back? And then she, I don't know, the matchmaker gets like so offended by it. She's like, no, give it back. I'm gonna cause this huge thing. Ah, Mulan, present, speaking without permission. Like Mulan could not get it right. That's like um, pre animation classes at BYU. Mason Smith, present, speaking without permission. <laughs> Just kidding, but only kind of. Um, so next she goes home, and, you know, her, I feel really bad because her dad he walks out of the house, and he looks at her like, hey, how did it go? How did it go? <laughs> and she just hides her face and hides behind the horse and walks away like, oh, you got to know. Like, ultimately, don't children just want to impress their parents and yeah. make their parents proud? And in that moment, it's like, oh, I feel really bad for her because she tried her hardest, and it just didn't work out. And then later we discover that, you know, all of the firstborn of each family, the male of each family has to go to war. Uh, oh, unfortunately, yeah, thanks to the, the one child rule, uh, I don't know if they had this rule, but you can only have one child in China. Uh, they only have a girl. So the father who was crippled from his previous war uh, has to go. And Mulan does not think it's fair. She doesn't understand why someone who already served his time has to go back. And then he's just all about, no, this is the way society does it. You need to learn your place. And uh, it leads to a big moment for Mulan. Boy, this scene really makes you hate Chi Fu. Yes. Who's who's the most uh, uh, let's see exaggerated of all of all the Chinese characters? Do you, do you know that Chi Fu in Chinese means to bully? I'm not surprised. Yeah, he's a bully. Okay. <laughs> I'm not surprised. He's a he's a little shrimp. <laughs> Short has, man syndrome. And he has one chin hair slash beard. It's like <laughs> woo. <laughs> Hey, but he's got a girl back home who's unlike any other. I love that song. But anyway. Question, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And then enter the drama, the dramatic Mulan's decision music with like the heavy synthesizer and like the super cool lighting. You talked about the music. Like whenever I hear the scene, it's so much different than anything else. The music, anything else in the film. It's Mm -hmm. so different. And so I was, I got a question about this on our Twitter and someone, they asked me like, oh, I heard that that scene, it's so different. It's because it's actually temp music that never got replaced, you know, just kind of got forgotten about. And I was like, I guess that makes sense. So I went over and I tweeted our buddy track sounds, 
you know, who has the website tracksounds.com and does all the reviews for different animated film, no, different uh, soundtracks for every film, essentially. And I asked, hey, what's the deal? Do you know anything? And he said, apparently there was a big heated debate between the director and Goldsmith, who was the composer. Um, they didn't, you know, they were really arguing about what version should be in this more synthy version or a more traditional version. And ultimately, the synthy version is what ended up in the film. But you can see the other versions on different releases of the CD, whether it's the U.S. or the international. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, oh, drama. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I'm actually glad the scene uh, is a little different because, you know, music-wise and animation-wise, it's just... I think it actually was one of the very first ones animated. And it just makes this very clear. This is a huge, huge moment. Yeah. Um, I also in this scene, you get to see the old yeah. Mulan. I remember watching kind of some of the, the featurettes on the DVD and they, Mulan had a much different style at the beginning and sort of like Aladdin, how Aladdin was a lot younger and they already had done a friend like me and some other scenes and they had to go back and kind of fix it, but not all got fixed. Uh, this is one of those scenes where you can see old Mulan, um, with, I think it's when she has her long hair and she's kind of looking over at her dad. It's, you look at her and you're like, you're are you a sister we didn't get introduced to? <laughs> so, yeah, very cool little tidbit. Yeah, yeah. I always got a little scared as a kid by, uh, you know, the runes on the on the family ancestor grave, like, light up, and the eyes light up on that thing. Right, right. And the grandma wakes up, she's like, <gasps> Mulan is gone! You know? Uh-huh. I always thought that was, that was kind of, like, a little creepy. It was, it was very startling, you know? That should go on the parent's guide for IMDb. There's a startling scene where a grave lights up. But anyway, and then you see the ancestors and talk about westernization. Yeah. Like half of them don't even have Chinese voices. And yeah, then there's yeah. like the parody on American Gothic, not to mention they'll lose the farm. I love that. It's hard. You know, and then they uh, they want to summon the great stone dragon. What's the deal with the great stone dragon? Well, for, or, well first of all, we get introduced to Mushu. <laughs> I live! Mushu is one of those adorable animal, you know, strange uh, lovable sidekicks that I kind of like. Like Eddie Murphy did a terrific job, like not being annoying but being like cool enough. Because he's a he's a cool sidekick, you know. He's he's not a guppy like Flounder, you know. He's not he's not just cute like uh, Miko, you know, on Pocahontas. No, he serves a purpose. You know, he's he's he like serves him. a purpose. Yeah, he's he's, he's almost he's like the sidekick though. He's he's almost like the he's almost like an anti Jiminy Cricket that's just kind of her like semi conscious guide person to the film. He's kind of just the one who makes it happen. He's a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets oh, yeah. her. He makes a lot of things happen, and I have a problem with that in some parts of the film. But uh, but yeah, um, using the three primary colors to make it more appealing to kids, you know, the red, the yellow, and the blue. I, I learned that in the featurette on the DVD. Uh, and that makes sense. He's a very juvenile character, but he's still got some pretty cool jokes. He's got, he's got some stuff for adults too. Yeah. You know, if I was my real size, your cow here would die, would die of fright. <laughs> Down <laughs> Bessie. <laughs> you know, did it bother anyone that the great stone dragon never came alive? Like, did I not understand uh, the connection there? Or was it a faulty dragon or did this? Maybe they got the wrong it? statue. I don't know. It just confused me. Yeah, maybe the real stone dragon was like off in a corner somewhere, and they forgot about him because you know we don't know how long how long the ancestors have been asleep. You know, it could be something like ten thousand years. <laughs> I would you have know, liked to have seen the other guardians, the monkey, who's the wisest, the yeah. most cunning. <laughs> oh, send the swiftest. <laughs> that 
would it also have them have them battle it out to be the <laughs> Pokemon match? We're going to pause everything in the movie and just have a battle royale of Chinese guardians. <laughs> Round one. Finish him. Monkey versus dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the monkey could be Rafiki when he's in his kung fu mode. Oh, sweet. Oh, that yeah. one's cool. I always thought that the Grainstone Dragon didn't come alive because in his, um, you know, his omnipotent Stone Dragon wisdom, um, he knew that Mushu was the right uh, choice all along and that the ancestors were mistaken. And so he sacrificed himself. Oh, what well, is this like in Santa Claus? Where once you see the new Santa Claus, you become that Santa Claus. So the no, Santa- it's once you kill the new. The, the, no, the- no, <laughs> so basically, I just have that's to when you the become roof. the new Santa Claus. So now the uh, the stone dragon doesn't want to be the stone dragon anymore. So he passes the burden to Mushu, and Mushu is the new stone dragon. No, no. <laughs> Except he's travel size for your convenience. <laughs> yeah. What 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 would have happened if the great stone dragon was Mulan's guardian instead of Mushu? He probably would have got a lot done really quick. He would have been very bulky. Yeah, and very, hard very, very hard to hide. Very hard to hide. He'd probably have like a walkie-talkie up on top of the mountain. Okay, Mulan, walk towards Shang. <laughs> this is your future love interest. Just take This note. is your future love interest. Impress him by climbing a pole. <laughs> Here's I the mean, secret. That's how Cross they the wrong. ropes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a trick. <laughs> Tie the ropes around the pole. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things that could have been different. Like if Mulan took Little Brother along instead of the cricket. <laughs> oh, you know, Little no. Brother's not very stealthy. Not very Her lucky. stealth factor would go down by like at least 30 points. Yeah, but if she... Stone Dragon and Little Brother came along with her. Yeah, but if she brought Little Brother, everyone would love her because who doesn't love a puppy? It's true. Shun... It's like when you walk around with your dog, everyone's like, aww. Yeah. My favorite Shun... thing. I know. Shun Yu would be like... You took away my victory. And Mulan would be like, puppy party, anyone? <laughs> Can you get mad at this I'd be like, oh, okay, we'll go home. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know, Shun Yu, uh, you know, for such a spectacular villain, he doesn't have his, have his own song. You know, I guess he's not sassy enough. He's too masculine. Yeah. But what if he did? What would it, Okay, what would the title be like if Shun Yu had his own villain song? <laughs> okay, for some reason, like, thinking of that, it just... I, for some reason, my mind just really wants it to be some type of a burlesque number. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. like, can you just imagine, like, because a lot of times these songs, like, they show the other side of them. Um, for example, who am I thinking of? But Sean, uh, you doesn't have, a, have another side. He's all killer, no no filler, man. Yeah. I know. That's what makes him so threatening. <laughs> That's what would make it so great. <laughs> like, you just come out and, like, like jazz fingers. No, like, hey. no, I, no. No, no, no. With Sean, like you, I, in, I, yeah. That is like I in Home of the Rage. Yeah, he yeah, comes yeah, out yeah, and he's yodeling and you're like. <laughs> Sean, you yodeling? Yeah. <laughs> That's, so, that's, 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 that's pushing the westernization of this film too far. No, I could see them like strapping on like metal guitars and like not really singing, just kind of playing something from like Deathlock or something or like Megadeth. Or I could see them as Raiders fans, but that's more football than music. Wow. But uh, but yeah, um, maybe he could do like a, a thing with uh, Rasputin, you know, in, in the heat of the night. Oh, in the dark of the night, I mean. But uh, I don't know. Something to ponder. I'll ponder it, trust me. So one thing that I noticed is when she gets into the training camp, everybody is so impressed when she says who her dad is. You don't even realize, I mean, you see him as dad when they're at home, but it's like, the Fazu? Yeah. Really? Uh, like, according to them, Fazu like the Rambo of the Chinese <laughs> He was like, the guy. 
It makes me wonder, like, what was his backstory? Like, which secret well, mission did they send him on? And why he, he invented Chinese water torture, which proved to be a great benefit <laughs> to the Chinese army during the first Hun War. Well, my thing is, like, why wasn't he pardoned if he was the Fazu? Why did he have to fight again? They're like, oh, we need him back. Yeah. But he's injured. No, no, we need him back. But no, we need he him can't back. even walk. I don't know. He's like the Bruce Willis. That he's like the the diehard guy. You know, we need you out of retirement for one last mission. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. He's like the Rambo, Solid Snake. You know, Rocky. He's you know he, he's always retired, but they always want him back. I guess that's why Mulan actually like inside. Eventually, she comes to discover this uh, military prowess that she has inside of her. Like she's really good at it once she you know trains a little bit and gets yeah, the she's hang a of smart things. girl yeah yeah once once they make a man out of her right <laughs> of course you can't you can't be a good soldier unless you become a man first so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know um totally joking <laughs> you know and um and you know uh, general shang um Body. he has a, a impre- impressive military upbringing thank you father you know he's a good guy hey what a good guy He's a hunk for the ladies. Mm-hmm. I feel you know bad. when he takes his shirt off and starts demonstrating. Ping is like, oh my, Ermergersh. Ermergersh. Well, the thing is, he also faces the same thing that Mulan does, just wanting to impress your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, for him, it's like he's worked really hard, and his dad gives him the honor of becoming captain, and uh, he just doesn't want to let him down. So that's why he's really serious in his training. Um, well, he's a serious guy in the first place, but it's to him. It's like, I got to impress my dad so we can join my well, dad. Plus, he's got Chifu breathing down his neck. Uh, like, Chifu's only, his, his only job is to make things miserable for others. Day he's like, the nine. emperor needs as many soldiers as possible, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you never see battle. Because I'm a jerk. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. His own personal priorities come over China's. <laughs> the only new characters we really see here besides Shang are, you know, your trio of, of wisecracking gargoyles. I mean, uh, Chinese dudes. Uh, Yao, King of the Rock. And uh, Ling, uh, the yellow guy. And Shen Po, who is, uh, you know, chant with me. Um, I like them. Uh, red, uh, red, yellow, and blue are their are their corresponding color uh, schemes, you know, and it kind of fits their personalities, you know. If you read a little too much into it, you know, getting into like Hartman personality profiles, you know, the red personality, uh, the yellow personality, it doesn't match them exactly, but I, I would like to think that's kind of the basis they worked off of. Um, you know, and I love that they're all significantly different. One short and fat, one skinny and tall, average size, and the other one is huge one is and big. <laughs> I know, and lovable. Yes, and loves food figures. Loves <laughs> food, the beef, pork, pork chicken. chicken. Mm. <laughs> I like those guys. They're really funny. I like a story where people start off as enemies and then they become friends. Because they really don't. Nobody likes nobody likes Mulan when she first shows up because she doesn't know how to be a man. Yes, they're disgusting <laughs> and strut. Slap <laughs> is behind. He'll like that. <laughs> Like, you know, poor Mulan. Musha is just playing with her. Like, he, no wonder he was cast out of the guardianship. Yeah. He's a crappy guardian. I know. He's he kind of has his own little agenda. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to yeah, mischievous. He's, you know, he's kind of mischievous, but, he, but he's also um, you also wonder why he was banished. You know, I'd like to think kind of like a, a Jar Jar Binks kind of thing, where People. he was clumsy. You know, and no one really liked him. Well, obviously, like it worked out so great for the other guy. Your your. <laughs> Your actions left Far Bane to disaster. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> disaster. I like how dramatic she is about it. 
Like during this part, no one likes Ping, who we later discover, you know, that's the name that she... Uh, how about Ling? No, his name's Ling. I didn't ask his name. Yeah, Ping. Ping, that was my best friend best in high school. <laughs> he did steal my girlfriend. Hey, <laughs> my name is Ping. <laughs> and I have a name. And it's a boy's name. <laughs> he doesn't talk about me much. <laughs> I can see why. The boy's an absolute lunatic. <laughs> but during this part, like, there's lots of fighting and gross voice stuff and like stuff. <laughs> i don't know I'm just fighting it's like guys guys why do you have to fight of course but you know like during there's lots of teeth falling out during the sequence and i don't like it like very much disturbs me like ling gets punched in the face and his teeth fall out then um yao climbs the thing and his teeth like scrape against that wooden huh. and oh it's just i'm like oh yeah Ouch. <laughs> he tries to use his teeth to climb the pole. Yes, and and it leaves like a big groove, a big indent, and I'm just like shudder. I I don't know teeth. No, that's I know. Weird. And Ling like falls on his face and then like folds over backwards. Yes, very home uh, alone. Chan, very home alone. Shampoo like falls down and the whole pillar just bounces. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of teeth pulling. You know, Ling Ling takes the most abuse. He yeah. definitely does. <laughs> Um, Let's go to the next song, which is I'll The next song is like, the, well, we totally skipped over uh, Mulan's Reflection, which is a great song. That's all, I, all I'll say about it. It's, it's, very, it's very cool. It's one of my favorite songs. I mean, as far as a, a soliloquy type song oh. of the female. It's oh, I sing it all the time. <laughs> it's, it's a really good one. So, yeah. I mean, shout out to that song. This was the, actually the song that brought... Christina Aguilera to the American audiences. It's true. Uh, not this version. This version in the movie was sung by Leah Salonga, but um, you're talking about the R and B version. Yeah, that the R and B cool version <laughs> with Christina Aguilera. She wasn't known, and this was That's such right. a hit that it brought her to U.S. stardom and then started her career. So I mean, yeah. she owes Disney a lot. Okay, she does seriously. I that. mean, she was a Mickey Mouse kid, and everything is about. Ah, yes. <laughs> so uh, we. We kind of uh, segue into this this song, which is kind of like the coolest song in the film. Oh, this is a very top Disney song. Yeah, yeah, it's like one yeah. of the top five songs played at the MTC. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, let's get down to and that's Donny Osmond, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. you had an, you had an experience uh, hearing this song in live in vivo. I know <laughs> it was pretty sweet. I talked about it in episode one. Yeah, Donny Osmond, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, I love this song because it, you see, this is really where Mulan progresses. You know, she's really crappy at the beginning. She's, you know, he's saying, like, I'll make a man out of you. And um, she really gets brought down because she tries and then she fails. Like, she's the worst of all the guys. And but then she, you know, her, her intelligence becomes true. And she gets a lot smarter. She gets a lot stronger. And then she's able to figure out the trick of the, the two. What is it? This one represents determination. <laughs> Discipline. <laughs> Discipline. I like Yao's face when he's doing this. (laughs) So she figures that out. It's just just such an awesome song. I love the lyrics because everyone's sort of involved. I'm never going to catch my breath. Say goodbye to those who knew me. Why was I a fool fool in school for for cutting gym? These guys got me scared to death. Hope he doesn't see right through me. (laughs) Now I really wish that I knew how to swim. (laughs) You must be quick. (laughs) Dude, I love it. There's like cool lines. It's like... um, Tranquil as a forest, a burning fire within. You, know, you notice that I mean, almost every one of these Disney movies, they've got like a song where it's like the progression of the character from who they were to who they need to be. So, for example, in this one, you've got Make a Man Out of You. Uh, Tarzan was Son of Man. 
Yeah, uh, this is very Tarzan-esque because, uh, you know, Mulan starts off as this kind of wimp who's kind of an outcast and then she becomes a man. Yeah. She's like more a man than all the other guys. Yeah. And then also the Lion King where it's Akuna Matata. They've got yeah. that part where he grows up. And so it's like there's a lot of these songs. It's kind of like, all right. Or in Hercules, it's the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, in uh, in uh, Snow White, it's it's whistle while you work. The trans <laughs> the transformation of the house from filthy to clean, so epic. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I love that Donny Osmond. He like made sure to put a little like I, uh, you can bet you know it's like as the yeah when he gets really punched in the get stomach, awesome. In. Like he yeah. apparently he like was in there for like an hour. I don't know. Donny Osmond is known for being like the one take wonder, like. He does everything on the first take and he's done, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, apparently he like worked on that part a lot to make sure it sounded like he actually got hit by something. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, and then I like where they're just like at the end, they're in these like karate uniforms with like bow staffs and they're like in this like indeterminate red space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very theatrical, you know? Yes. <laughs> and and all of a sudden they're all time. Bruce Lee, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, you this gotta have a good slow mo shot. You know, this reminds me of one of my favorite lines where Yao's like, "I'll get your arrow, pretty boy, and I'll do it with my shirt on." <laughs> so yeah, and then we we get some hilarious scenes after this after this uh, song. You know, Mushu in his infinite wisdom decides to write to forge a letter, sending the new recruit recruits to the front line. Oh yeah. yeah. Thanks, Mushu, for putting everyone in mortal peril so that you'll get the glory for making Mulan a war hero. Again, we learn he is a mistake. This is, he is a murderer as far as I'm decision. concerned. Yeah, but it ends out good. So. It does, but this is one instance out of maybe a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> but but do, do the ends justify the means, you know? Yeah. Again, again, this whole, in this this whole thing on war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Who are you? Excuse me? What I should be saying is, who are you? We're in a war, man! Oh my gosh, that is my, right before that is my favorite scene where she goes to, like, take a bath. Yeah. And then, like, she's like, ah, oh, she's relaxing herself, and then they, like, jump in. And um, I love when she's like, she's like, come on, Ping, let's fight. And he's like, I am Yao, King of the Rock, and there's nothing you babies could do about it. Oh, yeah? Well, I bet me and Ping can take you. She's like, I don't really want to take him anywhere. <laughs> but Ping, we have to fight. No, we don't. So, like, it just... Let's close just eyes. close our eyes and swim and, around. <laughs> hey, come on, Ping. Don't be such a... Ow, something bit me. A tank. <laughs> what a nasty flavor. <laughs> I, ho- I hope to never see a naked man again. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm not biting no more butts. <laughs> that whole scene is super hilarious. It is a good, good scene. I'm glad it didn't get cut. It, like, it doesn't progress no. very much, but it helps form like the relationship that you know Mulan is now friends with these guys she's in with them they're cool um which helps us trust them in the later part of the film when they help yeah, her yeah. out and then uh and then they go off and march off to battle okay. we're needed at the front <laughs> okay you notice how in all of the make a man out of you sequence Bam. there's like a million recruits there's just so many of them and then when yeah. they are marching off to battle like there's one specific scene when it's like where where they're singing and it's like a far away shot and it really looks like there's 10 maybe 15 people <laughs> I was thinking, especially during the, the battle on the mountain yeah it's yeah. like okay did, did a lot of soldiers not make the cut i wish i don't understand what? it's like they had thousands of people to start with they went through training maybe they lost some and then they go off to battle and they lose some more then they're with they're on the mountain fighting and they have even less 
I mean, one, I think it was hard to animate, Yeah, you know, but it's just funny. It's like, then why didn't Mulan's dad just go and then just drop out during training? (laughs) (laughs) Worked for all those guys. It sort of solved all the problems, although the Huns might have probably won the war. It's like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love a girl worth fighting for. It's a fun song. And then the fun just stops. Like, this is one of the coolest parts of the film because it's like this kind of happy-go-lucky song. And all of a sudden, oh, great, the Huns came through here and killed all the women and children. Yeah, it reminds me of Little Mermaid when his sisters are, when Ariel's sisters are singing the song and they're like, it's our sister, Ariel. Ah! It's like yeah. the same thing. Like, you don't ever, I am ruined. You don't ever get an end to this song. It uh-huh. just stops because it, it, it needs to and it needs to progress the movie. And it's hard, it's hard for Shang also because his father is presumed dead in the battle because he finds, you know, the general's oh, thing. You know, and she lays the doll over there. So it's like, holy cow. It's like a good way of implying that the Huns spared no expense in their destruction. Mm-hmm. They killed the entire Imperial army. So they're probably all that's left. Yeah. Which is really sad because there were a lot of people. And horses. I know. <laughs> we always have more, like, compassion for the horses than we actually do for the people. <laughs> But holy cow, what a what an amazing scene. Like, it's a great climax before the climax of the film. This, like, huge, like, monumental battle on, like, the the snowy tundra. You know, the mountain. They uh, were able to animate, I don't know, about a thousand Hun warriors on horses with individual looks uh, through computer animation through this program called Attila. Get it? And what they what it was is they uh, they basically converted their drawings into 3D models. You know how Disney does that. It was kind of a predecessor to those Lord of the Rings programs that would basically be like, okay, here's a bunch of models for soldiers. We're going to have them march, and then based on the AI that we programmed, they're not going to bump into each other. And so what they did is they just ran basically a 3D simulation of these soldiers running down this hill, and they chose their shots, and they filmed it. It's all in the making of featurette on the DVD. It was beautiful cinematography. All I know is the first time I ever saw it, I was blown away. And I just remember thinking, whoa, that's so many people. <laughs> and did you did you notice that Mushu was the reason why the Huns got into fighting them in the first place? Because he blew off the cannon? Because he blew off one of the cannons. <laughs> well, no, but get this. Like, okay, so the cannon goes off. He's like, you let them know our position. But it's like... He screams it. No, 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 no. Not even that. Like, then all of a sudden a bunch of arrows come from right directly above him. So I'm like, even if you didn't let them know their position, they were probably watching you yeah. for like 15 minutes the whole time. Yeah, like, I guess. I, I, guess didn't, so. I didn't really buy it. <laughs> I guess so. And Shang, Shang's got some, some military moxie. Ping, aim the cannon at Shun Yu. <laughs> like, I'll take, you know what? He killed my father. I'm going to blow him up with a missile. <laughs> What a cool scene. Like, it, it's it's so frenetic. It's so, like, it's got so much energy in it, you know, from from the avalanche to getting away from the avalanche. And then Mulan's, like, falling off the cliff. And then she shoots an arrow. And he's like, I let them slip through my fingers. <laughs> you know, great. Now I'll pull them to safety. <laughs> it's, it's got, it's, it's very Star Wars. Like, it's got, or you know, like other blockbusters that's, that has humor you know, mingled in with, like, the epic battles, you know? You know, of course I'm going to allude to Star Wars in every episode. Of course, of course. <laughs> Shanna's laughing at me right now. No, but I never really bought this. Like, how thick and strong is that string on that arrow? It's Come Chinese on. made. You can pull a horse, a person, and a guy. <laughs> no. It's Chinese. It's Chinese. It's Chinese rope. It's like elvish rope. Elvish Both. rope. <laughs> And then there's the awkward scene where the doctor, like, comes out of the tent. And he's like, uh, we got a problem here, dude. Yeah, that moment when he walks out, it's so, it's like, 
Um, yeah, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and like, see, where did they get the medic, though? That's yeah, my question. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're on this, the pass, and it's like, where is this medic coming from? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe he's just hanging out in the mountains, you know? Maybe he was with them. We just never saw him. Maybe. But I, yeah. I always agreed, too. I'm like, do they have time to send him to get somebody? And then... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, in, in typical three-act fashion, at the end of the second act, you got this, like, low point where everything's pretty much dashed to pieces and there's no hope. Okay, so Shane gets the chance to kill Mulan. And right. Shifu is very disappointed because he wants justice. And that's the law, that you get killed. And he's he's more, weren't you saying this, Chelsea? Yeah, it, it was, I felt like it was very, like, Law of Moses type thing. Like, really going back to the eye for the eye, tooth for the tooth things, like, a life for a life. My debt is repaid. <laughs> I'm thinking, is that really, I don't know if that's, like, part of their culture, is it? I believe it, it, there's pretty harsh uh, punishments, you know, for, for, what they, for what they define as treason. Yeah. Like, Chifu, of course, he freaks out like a nincompoop. I knew there was something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> Treacherous snake. Sad. And then, like, and then Mulan no, is man, like, snake. Let me, and then Mulan's like, let me show you how snake-like I can be. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it should have gone <laughs> yeah it's pretty sad yeah but you know and at the same time it's like mulan definitely feels like she should give up because they did defeat the huns they she did save her father yeah she's just dishonored and she's like well i guess i better go home and face my family but yeah. uh but the huns the huns come back yeah they popped out of the snow like daisies <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, I- man. What's really funny, as they're popping out, the one thing that I realized is, like, they're kind of, like, the antithesis of each of those main characters. Each one of the Huns has, like, their Chinese counterpart in Mulan's little company of friends. Yeah, there's, like, the skinny assassin guy. There's, like, the big burly guy. Yeah. The big fat dude. But it's cool. um, Some major effects going on here for this big celebration, you know, the dragon and the huge crowds of people. Um, Again, using the Attila program to uh, make all those characters. And uh, there's also a hidden Mickey in there, apparently. Ooh. If you look, if you look in the crowd, yeah, check it out. Also, there's a hidden Mickey on Khan's polka dots or whatever. He has like a few spots on his body. Mm. There's a hidden Mickey there. Oh yeah, and apparently there's hidden Mickeys on the stairs of the Imperial Palace. Well, they just like and apparently, apparently there's a hidden Mickey on Mulan's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Mushu is, turns into Mickey for one frame. Ah, oh, Aladdin. Um. <laughs> Our title. It could either be Chinese yodeling or apparently there's a hidden Mickey. (laughs) Hidden Mickey in the title. (laughs) Nobody's listening to me. I'm sorry. Did you say something? (laughs) You're a girl again, remember? With short hair. Um, You know, she doesn't keep her short hair in the Disney Princess's website. Oh, no, because that's not ladylike. No. Women should not have short hair. Of course not. These are what the Disney executives are saying. (laughs) And all like the... the What is Chifu, the Disney executive? (laughs) What? What is Chifu, the Disney executive? No, no, that's saying, like, consumer products, like, real Disney corporate. This is what they say about, like, when they're designing the new Mulan character. Well, what about short hair? She had short hair for the majority of the film. Oh, no. Disney women must not have short hair. Ultimate dishonor. Say, ultimate dishonor. <laughs> but, uh, number two. It's true. Not- thou shalt not have short hair. <laughs> Seriously, man. It's got to be long and flowy and wavy so that you could, like, you know, braid the Barbie version. <laughs> True. But yeah, and then we get this huge kind of coup. Oh yeah, I love the awkward moment 
keep watching for them. I know they're here. Oh, and yeah. Ling Yao and, Ch- and Chen Po are like, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't associate with you anymore. Really? I didn't get that vibe. I thought that they were like, okay, like we'll, we'll be on your back, Mulan, but not outwardly as obvious. But Shang is like, go home, Mulan. Yeah, go home, Mulan. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. And then, uh, you know, big surprise. How did the Huns get in the dragon? Hey. I don't know. They can get in anything. Huns are crafty, okay? Like, yeah. I have to give them mad props. They're like, they, they pretty much just got destroyed out of luck and chance because of that cricket. Otherwise, they would have dominated. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Those are like Splinter Cell stealth master assassin Huns. Who are easily swayed by ugly concubines. <laughs> well, it's cool. Mulan realizes that it's okay that she's... It's, it's okay to be a girl, you know? And they realize it's okay to be a girl. <laughs> and they, they're, it's, okay, it's okay to cross-dress. Mulan did it. Everybody, everybody loosen up a little. It's like a girl dressed like a girl. <laughs> I really thought that's a funny scene. Concubines. Ugly concubines. Oh, it's one of the best quotes. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, ooh, and then, ugh. But then one of them kind of likes him, and he's like, dude, come on. Dude, no. dude what are you doing? You're totally going. <laughs> uh, you changed. You went across the line. He's like, dude, bro, come on. <laughs> This is where the martial arts really takes place, you know? Shun Yu, he's like all brawn, you know? Headbutts Shang in the head. With his head. And um, I, I was expecting Jafar to come in and be like, someone's using their head. <laughs> <laughs> the pun master. Oh, yes, the pun master. <laughs> Opposed to the page master. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I remember that we movie. We got to do that one. Oh. <laughs> no, but I love this because like, this is where Mulan really shows the best of both worlds. She disarms him using her martial arts skills, which is male-dominated. That's from the male world. But with a fan, yes, which is from the woman's side. Yes. Which is typically sissy. Yeah, so if with, oh. she defeated the most horrific, terrifying guy in all of China and Mongolia and essentially the world at this point with a fan, which is pretty impressive. And actually what I really like about this, this is actually a real-life martial arts move. Yeah. When you take the fan and kind of use it to, I don't know if necessarily a sword has to get <laughs> to go through the middle of it, but apparently it's a real move using a fan. Pretty, pretty awesome, I think. Cool, authentic. And you got some cool lines, you know, Shen Yu's like trying to intimidate the emperor. Bow to me. He's like, no matter how the wind howls, the mountain cannot bow. Oh, what a cool guy. He's <laughs> like, then you will kneel in pieces. You know? If you will not bow before a sultan, you will cower before a sorcerer. <laughs> Again. You know, across continents, Jafar's like looking at his crystal ball. He's like, man, I have so many good lines for this. Shen Yu, what are you doing? <laughs> I did this before. Shanyu, no, 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 more puns. I want more puns. Make Mulan your slave girl. Come on. Put her in the hot red outfit. Put her in the hot red Apple. outfit. Flick the piece off her cheek. <laughs> My lovely Chinese blossom. That would go perfect. <laughs> perfect. Dude. I bet, you know, in the villain underworld, you know, down with Hades, Jafar probably, like, took took Shunyu aside by the shoulder, let him off, and was like, Shunyu, you did great. Just a few more pointers for the next time you're resurrected for Kingdom Hearts. Maybe a little more feminism, you know? It's okay. It's okay. Notice all the cross-dressing going on. Take Ursula here. You don't know what she is. Anyway, um, oh, she had short hair. See? Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. And what, what an entertaining finale. He does get blown up by a rocket in the end. 
those are the caricatures of the uh, Disney directors mm-hmm. in the in the uh, fireworks booth. Again, another thing done in Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another suitor for the princess. <laughs> another concubine. Seriously, I don't know why this Disney concubine thing didn't take off in the parks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Chin Po. Concubine Chin Po. That's my favorite Chin Po. <laughs> I think that the title of this episode should be The Power of Cross Dressing. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff already. But I do love it's a very satisfying ending because uh, the Emperor. I've heard a great deal about you, Mulan. That was in the previews, you yes. know. And the previews were super dramatic, too. The I tried the cheeks. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you have saved us all. No, but what I really like about the Emperor is that he's, like, he's the more realistic viewer of this whole thing. Like, he sees the merit that Mulan has done and the good she's done for her country, opposed to Chin Po. No, not even Chin, not Chin Po. That was a deliberate attempt on my life. (laughs) Yeah, Chifu still doesn't get it. He's, like, the letter of the law, while the Emperor is, you know, the spirit of the law. Like, I understand you're a woman, you shouldn't have done this, but I'm really grateful you did. Here's this medal. Here's the sword of which mm-hmm. I'm impressed he gave that to her. Yeah. I feel like that should be in like the Chinese museum. Yeah, um, yeah. everything. But yeah, so yeah. I like the mercy that he shows her and says, "Hey, you know this is okay. I'm really proud of you." And it sort of like changes the way I am assuming from this point on the women, you know, in some degree are seen. Hmm. Well, in the sequel, in the sequel, they play off of the fact that Moon. His actions actually change the way China sees women. Yeah, because it may, because, or may not have been. <laughs> Historically accurate. Because in the, in the sequel, Yao Ling and Shimpo, they actually go to the matchmaker to get wives, and they're like, oh, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Why not? Because of Mulan. Dang it. <laughs> Mulan! I know. So, uh, what a great wrap-up. In the end, the dad's just like, well, you know, I realized that all I wanted is just to have a loving daughter, and that is the greatest gift in Anna. Plus, he killed a bunch of Huns. That is even more Anna. <laughs> yeah, like, she oh, shows him, she's like, here's the medal of the emperor. And the short sword of Shan Yu. And he just throws him to the ground. He's like, I don't care about that. It's all about you. Yeah. You know, family's more important than honor and prestige. Yeah. So, and I then, get. is this where Fa Mulan lives? Sign <laughs> me up for the next war. <laughs> Would you like to stay for dinner? Would you like to stay forever? <laughs> yeah, so I like, because this isn't like a blatantly, um, you know, obvious romantic storyline. Yeah, but it's, it's just like a little hint of it at the end. You know, but he... He did really actually like Mulan and respect her. Um, I, I love, I love a, girl like that every dynasty. <laughs> you know, you know, Shang. I know, I love it. Shang's not the most uh, romantic of all the Disney guys. You know, Aladdin's like, wow. You know, and Eric's like, I gotta find her, Grimsby. Shang is like, uh, you fight good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you fight good. You can tell why he became a, a jock and not a scholar. You fight good. <laughs> oh, good old thing. I always remember feeling kind of let down that there wasn't more of a romantic relationship type there. I yeah. think, but you know, at the same time, you're you're going through it, and you're like, oh well, it, it is better that it's not because it definitely wouldn't have matched at all. Well, but. I mean, could there have been more because she was a man, perhaps? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I know Shang still had to come to terms with the fact that you know. He was dating a cross-dresser. He's like, how did, how, did I, how did I miss this? That was really creepy when I was walking to my tent. And she was like, I think you're a great captain. <laughs> like, uh, Ping, why did your voice change just then? <laughs> She's like fangirling out. 
Well, yeah, so what a great film. And then they uh, wrap it up with, who sings the whole True to Your Heart Oh, that song? would be 98 Degrees. Oh, my gosh. True to your heart. I love that one. Is it Nick Lachey that's that? No, that's uh-huh. he's. No, Nick Lachey it, was 98 Degrees. He wasn't cool enough to be in the Backstreet Boys. Oh, that's true. that's true. I did think the ending was a little weird because, like, it, it sums up with Mulan and Shang, and then it goes to the ancestors' party, and then Mulan just sort of, like, pops in at the very end, like, Hey, and then, you know, gives the you know the beach balls flying around like it was odd. Thumbs up. I approve. Yeah, <laughs> I approve of this shindig. But anyways, yeah. So, um, what do y'all rate it? Okay, so I'm gonna rate this four stars. Four stars. I gave Little Mermaid four and a half, Beauty and the Beast five. This is really good. This is one of the top of this era. It's not four and a half, I guess, just because I don't know. It's just really good and has everything going for it. I love Mulan. I love the story. Like, when you talk to, like, different people and you say Mulan, everyone's like, oh, I love Mulan. Mulan is a good Disney movie. So for that reason, and it took you to a different part of the world, which I appreciated. And I liked seeing, you know, these different storylines from different cultures. And it was cool. I like it. Mulan's awesome. I give it four stars as well. Um, I give it, I give um, it five. Really? Wow. Wow. Well, why, do you, why do you give it four, Chelsea? Well, for me, I, I don't know. It's not like it was missing anything that I can really put my finger on, but... It's like, like Morgan said, just a really good movie. And I, I don't know. I think for it to get to the five-star level, it's got to make me feel it, like, even more. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because every time I end the movie, I feel like getting up and dancing and being so happy. But I don't know. I'm going to change mine. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to make four and a half. <laughs> four and a half? <laughs> because it's That's just, more like Yeah, it. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, can I really rate this higher or lower than Little Mermaid? And I'm like, no, this is, like, on par which is pretty impressive considering it wasn't, it didn't come during the early part of the Renaissance, but the latter part. So this is a four and a half. It's not quite a five, but it's just, it works. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to give it, a, give it a five. I realize that I like this film better than the little mermaid Ooh. and probably better than beauty and the beast. Really? Which may seem hypocritical. Cause like, I don't know, we're supposed to love the Renaissance and I do, I do love the, the, the Disney Renaissance movies. <laughs> this is where Jafar comes in. You will love the Renaissance. I but, will love But the you're Renaissance. so old. <laughs> but anyway, I really love it. Like, I don't know. It just, it just did it. It just clicked. Like, this movie kind of has it all as far as a good Disney film. Can I ask you a question? Like, why do guys particularly love Mulan? Because a lot of guys I talk to really like it. I don't know. Because um, <laughs> it's got enough. It's got action. And, and I'm sure they really love the whole, like, military camp parts. Mm-hmm. Especially make a man out of you. I don't know. I like it because the art style is really cool. Um, it's really funny without being, like, over the top like Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, totally annihilating the wall between the audience and the universe of the film. But uh, but I just think it's really good. Like, it's the film that everyone loves. No one has anything bad to say about it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're all... Unless you're, like, a Scrooge and it's like, eh, racism. <laughs> but, uh... Feminism. Yeah, I just think this is a great film with very entertaining songs, entertaining action, and an entertaining art style, and so it's, like, really good. Awesome. That's my extremely articulate and educated... I think all of us were not on our A game for that. (laughs) Uh, Mulan fights good. (laughs) She fights good.
Well, thanks, guys. This was really fun. I was really, really excited that we got to do Mulan because, like, we were just been talking and raving about Mulan is awesome. So don't forget to check us out on our website, therotoscopers.com. We are in the process of getting a lot more writers on staff. So we have a few right now, and there'll be a few more coming on board. And this is just so we can provide the best content for you guys. You know, this way, we're going to have news stories every day, multiple times a day. So you will definitely be kept up on the news if you go to therotoscopers.com. We're also going to be starting kind of an opinions corner slash blog. So that way, just any of us, if we want to just rant about something, you know, there's an appropriate pace for that. Um, of course, always on the podcast is very fun. So don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes if you have an iDevice or on the Stitcher app if you have an Android device. I've heard a lot of people saying that's the really best alternative if you're looking for podcasts on your Android device. So check us out there. And hey, if you're on iTunes, don't forget to leave us a review. Um, you know, these reviews, we're getting new album art and the reviews really, really help to get us ranked. Um, and so we're at about 43 right now, which is amazing. And so it'd be awesome if we could get up to 50. And then that really will show iTunes who's boss. <laughs> the Animation X, of course. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Pinterest, anywhere that's social, we are there. You can find me on Twitter, Morgan Stradling, Chelsea on Twitter, Chelsea Robson. And also you can find her at ChelseaRobson.com. And lastly, the amazing, talented, up and coming animator extraordinaire, Mason Smith. You can find him on his blog, This Animated life.blogspot.com also make sure to check out our youtube we've got a lot of videos coming up a lot of videos planned and some great stuff on there already check it out well that's it that's all she wrote we don't need to record anything else until next time we we are are the rotoscopers We should make up some sort of rotoscopers pledge, you know, like uh, like Jesse and James on Pokemon, or like um, oh, like awesome. the beginning of Captain Planet. <laughs> Animation, business, music, or <laughs> with your powers combined, I am an animation addict. For the rotoscopers, you can be one too. Because rotoscoping is the thing to do. do. Uh, Being a stuffy critic is not the way. It's not even out yet, and they're already like, we're banking on a sequel. This is going to be like cars with snails. Like, oh, DreamWorks, this is why you're having to fire people. Poor (laughs) decisions. Oh, no. You boys owe me a new pair of slippers. (laughs) And I do not squeal like a girl. (laughs) 